raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Joel about to become a mainstay again. It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. So you're sticking with this, Vinny. You're going to bring back Billy Joel every single Friday to get us off for the weekend, right? Yeah, I think so. As long as as long as long this song is good enough for you. Oh, no. Don't play the elitist card again. Is that what you're about to do? I mean, our, our, our food has just got delivered. It smells great. It looks great. And you're over there just giving us the stank face. I'm not giving you a stank face. See, that's, <laughs> that's when you add a little extra stank on your commentary. But no, this, if you were listening to us a couple of segments ago, and I kicked it to Wes, and he left me out big time to dry when I said, hey, kick it, all-star stuff. And then he said, huh, what's going on? And it was really because he was ordering some food. Well, I thought that the lady was here, Mm -hmm. and so I was trying to make sure there wasn't any confusion there. Well, you ordered some food from a Greek place across the street. Hellenic. Yes, Hellenic. Okay. wanted a shout-out on the radio. They gave us food half off today and uh, for us to try it, Mm -hmm. and it looks great. The smell is is very good, but you guys are mad at me because I'm not trying it with you. Yeah, I was going to get lunch for you and all that. And And so, man, this is the thing. I'm like, I'm good. I'm a, how'd I sound? I say, I'm good. Okay. So the, the, <laughs> the thing about this, though, is I'm a little shy now to allow anybody else to pay for my food in this studio oh, because I caught up. hell for months <laughs> when me and Fitty went to Bossy Beulah's and he got my chicken sandwich. And then he said, hey, I need that money back. I need that money. Like me, like I owed him something big yeah. time. Yeah. And then so I finally paid my debts. I was all free. And I am not going back in the, I'm not going in the red again. Not happening. The mine is from the goodness of my heart. I wasn't expecting anything in return. Yeah, but now I'm a little shy. Though. I'm not going to be doing that. But now I'm an elitist. I can't win. Yeah, it's a catch-22. You're too good to eat with us. And- so the fact that I'm saving you money. That is going to make me an elitist by not ordering some of that food. 100%. That's what it, it is. It was just the way you said it. It was very flippant. It wasn't flippant. You're it like, was. Eh, I'm good. You know, why do I got to sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> I just said, no, I'm good. And, I, and then I said, I appreciate it, though. And I did not have no high pitch. I don't even know if I can get that high unless my voice You know, cracks. that's a phrase that you can say to people that can be go either way. Flippant? No, you can say appreciate it. Like you can say that, and it could be. It's all about the tone. Yeah. It's all about the tone. Appreciate it. I know. <laughs> Why are you sounding like that? <laughs> yes, that sounds bad when you say it like that. But I don't think I gave you that kind of sass. Oh, not at all. But yeah, no, this food is very good. All right, Hellenic, they will be seeing me. All right, well, big big time shout out to Hellenic. I'm sure it smells great. That's the only thing I can vouch for. But apparently, it tastes great too. Fitty just took a big old bite of his pita, yeah. and then you're going to be eating it here soon. Yeah, man. If uh, you know, if Show Mars is listening as well, we can get a little Greek food wars going because they said that they definitely wanted to get me off of Show Mars as far as 
for Greek cuisine. So are you trying to parlay that into no some way. But the, the problem is, I hope they're not listening, though. You don't want to bring up something else. You don't <laughs> bring it. No, Hellenic, you're the only Greek restaurant that we know, and you're the only <laughs> restaurant that we love, and we don't know anything else about there uh, about um, Greek food out there mm-hmm. in the city of Charlotte. Let's go to Tony Pauline's comments, the NFL draft expert that we had yesterday, to talk a little bit about what he expects Carolina to do or what he thinks Carolina should do. Here he is discussing whether they should or should not move up to go draft a quarterback. Bryce Young is a, is a phenomenal college quarterback. I, I mean, he's got it going on between the ears, but he's small. He doesn't have a big arm. Uh, you, you know, C.J. Stroud has got that big arm. He's a phenomenal vertical passer. But both of those guys have holes in their games. I mean, Young, you don't know how he's going to hold up. C.J. Stroud really had two outstanding games and needs a lot of coaching and needs a lot of development. So I don't see any teams clamoring to move up to get either of those players. Wes, you and I have both been team trade up for a QB Mm -hmm. or select one if the right guy falls at number nine. Does Tony Pauline's comments change your thought process at all when it comes to the draft? No, it doesn't. And I'm trying to figure out why C.J. Stroud needs so much coaching. Like, he talked about him like he was a project. Like, he was Anthony Richardson or something like that. Like, I'm like... I'm not saying C.J. Stroud's going to walk in this league as a finished product, but I deem him a pretty polished passer. Like, his demeanor, the way that he plays, he's always downfield first. He makes a lot of good decisions. He's been a low-interception quarterback, high-completion percentage guy. I know the numbers under stress weren't necessarily what you wanted to see. And, yes, he's had fantastic receivers at Ohio State, but I think that he he's fairly polished. Like, I, li- I like C.J. Stroud, and I definitely think Bryce Young is, but he's kind of – going off of the, the, the size deal as well, which everybody's going to have their hangups, but size is not an issue for me with Bryce Young either. So, um, no, his comments didn't deter me any. It's just one man's opinion. Yeah, I mean, for for me too, it's all about, if, if that's what your evaluation of the quarterback is, then fine, whether it be Stroud or Bryce Young, and I understand that, but at the same time, I, I see people wrong all the time. It's really hard to evaluate quarterbacks, right? Mm -hmm. The generational prospects, you usually get that right. Andrew Luck, when we talked about him under that regard, Andrew Luck, to me, delivered. I know some people will kind of, you know, raise their eyebrows at that. He included. He was awesome with Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. But then you go with a John Elway hit. Peyton Manning hit Ryan Leaf. I don't know how generational he was tabbed at the time. I know it no, was he wasn't, but two. it was a big it was a big debate sure. as a hook because I remember that back in the day, me and my uncle had a little debate about that way way back then. I was talking sports, and I thought Ryan Leaf should have gone ahead of Peyton Manning back then. Mm-hmm. And so, so Peyton Manning turned out to be fantastic. <laughs> right, shows Ryan, you know my act. Ryan Leaf, not so much. And then we also had. Um, I mean, really, that was about it. Andrew I mean, Luck, Trevor Lawrence was Trevor deep, Lawrence though, is the next one. And he's coming around. We'll see. Yeah, and I like Trevor Lawrence. I expect him to reach that kind of potential. You clearly don't have that here. I don't think Drake May is getting that hype, right? I mean, he's not getting... Because of that last month. Yeah. Because before that, it was looking pretty strong. Do you think he would be getting Trevor Lawrence hype? Oh, yeah. You think so? Yeah, if he would have kept going the way he was going, five touchdowns a game and just lighting people up, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's it's a really 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 high bar, especially considering reach, that he was a uh, a redshirt freshman and him coming in because at one point he was on a trajectory to have 
fifty plus touchdown. Oh no, I I went through the case of yeah, having him go to New York. That's what I'm saying. It if was, he would have kept going at his trajectory, yeah, he would have been being held in that. Well, and and maybe it's just not the right time to trade up for a QB. That might be the case, but also with the coaching staff additions that Carolina has gone under this offseason, I wonder if they're just kind of primed to make a big move in the draft. I wonder if this is the year where you just can't wait anymore because they've been waiting so long, right? Like it, it might not line up with a Drake May or Caleb Williams at the top of the draft like you would want it to here. But after Matt Rule went so poorly, after you fired him and he was the first coach to be fired this past season, now you have Frank Reich. You have Josh McCown, who is a respected QB coach. You're looking for your offensive coordinator, who is going to be a pretty decent name by all intents and purposes and what we've seen so far, some of the names attributed to this job. Does it feel like Carolina is primed for a big move in the draft, or do you think the coaching staff, um, do you think that regardless of what they do there, it doesn't really have all that big of an indicator? Oh, no, this is a win-now coaching staff. With the additions you made with, with me talking about how I don't think Evero will be here more than a year, two tops, and I think that's pushing it. Uh, all the, the the brain power that they've assembled, this is a win-now cast. Uh, I think that they want to go up and get a quarterback that they can develop, whether it be a veteran, maybe it's a vet, that they don't have to develop so much. But I think the, the urgency with which this staff has been hired says to me they want to win now. And I think that when they go up and get a prospect, they feel like they can develop him quickly. I mean, look at look at the tutelage he's going to have. Frank Reich, whoever the offensive coordinator is, Jim Caldwell. I mean, he's going to have a wealth of knowledge around said player, whomever that may be, to be able to flourish. So, um, yeah, so I, I think that everything's there for them to make a move to go get that guy to move forward with. Because think about the splash you come into the offseason with, with this coaching staff, brand new quarterback. There will be a lot of buzz about the Carolina Panthers, not only in this city, but in nationally, there will be a lot of buzz. So it win now move, you're saying possibly draft a QB. Does it kind of open the door up more for Derek Carr as well, in your opinion? Or does it open up the door more for you to draft a QB in the first round? Uh, I don't know. They just flashed it that he's going to visit the uh, the Jets. So I'm not sure because I feel like if there was really big interest in Carolina mutually, that he would be having a visit here as well. Uh, I haven't heard or seen anything about that. I think all bets are off if he does come here for a visit. But right now, it's probably looking like the Jets or the Saints or somewhere like that. Um, so, no, I, I don't think a veteran is going to be the way they go unless they can get an Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that. All right, let me run a scenario by you uh, texted in by Hurricane Mark. He said, take Derek Carr get a defensive end at number nine in Miles Murphy and then pick up Hooker in the second round. Would you be happy with that scenario if it played out for Carolina that way? I'm not the biggest fan of Miles Murphy because, like I said, I'm a big production guy. And I just felt like, again, like we talked about uh, with the D-tackle from Georgia, Jalen Carter, Miles Murphy, he kind of started out like he was going to put up uh, big numbers at Clemson. And it's not like he didn't have the talent around him to be able to do so. Uh, I forget, like, I think he had six sacks. And I just expected a lot more out of him. Um, I think he'll be a I think he'll be a solid starter in the league as far as stopping the run. And I think he'll get you an occasional sack. But I don't see Miles Murphy making the impact like uh, you would want from a defensive end in the top ten. 
So, yeah, I mean, and and I wouldn't mind. Look, I don't want to pay Derek Carr $37 million if he actually gets paid the money that Spot Rack has him adjusted to as far as the other quarterbacks and what they're making. I don't want to do that, but I've talked about it a couple times. If you stay home at number nine, cool, take whatever is the best player in your mind and then take Hendon Hooker a little bit later, whether you move up to get him late in the first round, early in the second, wherever you think he's expected to go, it's risky, right? Because there are, there are so many other teams that will have their shot to go get Hendon Hooker, but if that's the way you want to roll, I would be happy if that outcome came true. If you got Hendon Hooker and you got somebody else at number nine, I just don't love the Derek Carr part about all of that. Now, if we talk about quarterbacks and the ability to trade up for them, I expect Chicago to trade down. I don't know about you, but I expect them to trade down and collect some assets in order to build around Justin Fields. I don't expect them to take this number one overall selection and uh, and trade um, Justin Fields to somebody else and then build around Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. But either way, for me, I, I think it'll be interesting to see quarterbacks go one and two. Like, I, I do think the top two quarter uh, uh, players drafted will be QBs. I think Houston will draft one at two, and I think whoever trades with Chicago will be drafting a quarterback number one overall. Do you expect it to play out that way? And then... If that's the case, Carolina doesn't trade up there, then you're probably talking about Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, and this scenario becomes very real. Uh, as I said, I think that the Bears are going to trade out of the one. No, no, no. Sorry. I expect the Bears to trade uh, Justin Fields at this point. I, I just feel like it's starting to uh, trend towards that. With what he said, then with the, the report coming out of the senior bowl and things of that nature. So I think the Bears stay where they are. I think they're going to uh, draft another quarterback right. and then try to fill in the rest of that roster because we, we're forgetting to the uh, crap load of cap room that they have as well. Well, but, but that's my point. It doesn't matter what you think Chicago will do if you divide it in those two categories because it means a quarterback is coming off of the board. If they trade down and somebody trades up to number one, that team is going to take a QB. If Chicago trades Justin Fields... That means Chicago is taking a QB. So the fact that you have this dichotomy of a decision, right? Trading Justin Fields or trading down, that means you're going to have a QB go number one overall. We all expect Houston to take a quarterback number two overall. And so what this means to me, Wes, is that C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Carolina's not going to get one of those guys unless you trade up to number one. And then we talk about that package that was listed by ESPN, which means you are left with Will Levis, with Anthony Richardson, and you're talking about Hendon Hooker in the second round. And so while we talk about Carolina possibly moving up, it might just be to number one. Like, that might be the thing in play if you do feel... All of the staff moves that they made, we'll see what happens this offseason, but that all could indicate that, you know what, they are going up to get their guy, and they're going all the way at the top to go get their guy. All right, it's Michael Jordan's birthday. Happy birthday, Michael. I know a lot of people are not exactly thrilled with the way that the Charlotte Hornets are run right now, but people still love you. A lot of people still have you as the GOAT. And so for your birthday, Wesson Walker is going to celebrate by having a draft. We're going to put together a highlight montage, and you, the listener, can only watch one. And so we are going to pick what our favorite Michael Jordan moments are. We're going to pick those highlights, those moments, whatever to commemorate them, and then you get to choose what highlight montage you want to watch. That is coming up next on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. 
Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Just a couple more segments to go. We appreciate you listening, and you can text us the Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. We had prefaced this by coming in and saying we're going to do a Michael Jordan moments draft. We're putting together a highlight montage. We're going to select different plays, different moments, performances, whatever we want to consider as a moment, and then we are going to put together that montage, and you can decide which one you would rather watch. We did have somebody write in saying that his layup against Petrovich was insane. I don't remember him, actually. I don't know which one that references because there's a million different layups that Michael Jordan hit. But maybe that's a moment you want to choose. I don't know. I'm going to leave that up to you. There are quite a bunch to choose from. So let's go ahead and get it started. We did a flip of the coin or pin just because we didn't have a coin and it was pointing at me. And so I'm going to choose first. And with the first overall pick and the Michael Jordan moment draft, and we're doing this because it is his birthday today. So big shout out to Michael Jordan. I think I'm going to take the last shot game six against the Utah Jazz number one overall. And this was not an easy decision. I thought there were a couple to consider to possibly take number one overall for Michael. But I just think at least with that kind of retirement, Bob Costas talks about him nailing the call because of how monumental that call was, how big the moment was for him to be able to hit that shot and then point with all six of his fingers to the camera, feeling himself after that championship. I'm going MJ, last shot, last championship. Um, That's what I'm rolling with. With my selection, the second in the MJ memory draft, I am going to go to the moment for which a shoe was named after. I'm going to stay in that same series, and I'm going to take the flu game. Yeah, the flu game was the other one I was considering. That is going to be my first selection. So real quickly, with Fiddy also serving as a man of the people, which draft do you like better? Because that one was tough. I was considering flu game or last shot as the number one overall pick. What would you have done had you had the number one overall pick? These are these are both slam one. These are like nailing the number one overall pick in the draft. Like You can't go wrong with either choice because both are iconic when you talk about the legend that is Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Okay, so you like both picks so far. We're gonna but now this- it gets fun. We're going to do the snake-style draft. You get to have another one here, Wes. So what's your next pick in the MJ draft? Ooh, okay. With the third selection, I am going to go with one of the shots that started it all. Yeah. For which a Madden celebration was duplicated. I'm going to go with the shot over Craig Elo. That was the first sign of his greatness. 
Yeah, it was one, one of the first. Them. It was one of the first. I'm going to go to maybe a couple of moments that were earlier than that, but you're right. NASCAR Brad, he wrote in the buzzer beater against Cleveland in 1988. Round one, game five was really cool. So NASCAR Brad agrees with you. Your yeah. first two picks, flu game and the 88 buzzer beater against Craig Elo. Those are your first two picks. I got the MJ last shot, and here's the other one I'm going to roll with. Also, maybe to butter up Fiddy over there. I'm going with the 82 championship. Uh, I forget we're doing college as well. Oh, yeah. Nice. I was not. 82, <laughs> hitting that shot from the baseline to secure or help secure along with a error by Georgetown on the next possession. But to help secure that championship, I'm going with the 82 shot that Michael Jordan hit. And that was a moment that helped us realize, okay, freshman year, Michael is hitting shots like that. Oh, yeah, this dude could be very special. And I'll also go with this one might be my favorite. And I'm going to go with the 63-point performance. Oh, I was my thinking about that. Against the Boston Celtics. And that was the game that Larry Bird afterwards. And look, the one thing you can have against me is the fact that they did lose this game. They did lose the game. Boston Celtics, they would end up winning in that one where Michael Jordan scored uh, 63. I'm trying to look up the stats right now, but they, he was really efficient. Michael Jordan from the field, he took 41 shots, which is absolutely ridiculous. But I believe he finished uh, 21 of 41 from the field in that game. And what else he was able to do, by the way, 19 of 21 from the free throw line. Larry Bird said that he felt they played Michael Jordan or they they had played God disguised as Michael Jordan in that game. Yeah. Like from Larry Bird, who wanted to talk all the trash in the world. And for Larry to say, yeah, we played God disguised as Michael Jordan. That's an awesome moment. Plus that happened so early in his career. Give me Michael Jordan, 63 point performance. I love the move uh, when he did the, the, I think it was a triple crossover. Well, I love it. It was between the legs. Boom, I know what boom, you're talking boom, about. And then between, hit the jumper. Between they the did legs. lose that game though. Correct. I, yep. They uh, did. They, yeah, they, I, I said that for a reason to try to diminish it just a little well, bit. To the help only reason me. I said it that way is because I literally said one thing you could have against me is the fact that they lose this yeah. game. All right. <laughs> what, I get two in a row, right? You do indeed. This is so difficult. But first, I'm going to tug at your heartstrings, people. Okay. I'm going to go with the moment in the locker room. Mm. You know where I'm going with this, Fetty. You can hear it. Crying because of the passing of his father as he wins his first world championship and the iconic moment that they would show on NBC when this music would be playing of Michael with his head, with the ball cap and the fire leather jacket on with his head up against it and crying <laughs> for one James George. You really did try to set the mood there. I did. All right. Are you crying, Fiddy? The thing about it for me, for a guy that didn't get to watch him in the NBA... Outside of his shot against Georgetown in the 82 final, that's the image that first pops into my head. Is and, and hearing that audio in the last dance where you could hear him grieving the loss of his father, saying this one's for daddy while he's just face first in the floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one's bad. Yeah, man. That one will make yeah, me cry. Yeah. All right, so you have the first championship that MJ was able to win. What's, yeah. your, next, what's your next pick? And then I'm going to go to... One of the most iconic moments from one of the most iconic commercials. Sing it with me, people. Times I dream that he is me. I just want to be like Mike. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I could be like Mike. 
I'm going to go with the shrug game. Portland Trailblazers, before Cats were hitting six threes on a nightly basis, it was a special moment when MJ hit those six threes on the Portland Trailblazers. He didn't know what was going on. You didn't know what was going on. But all you knew is that you were watching greatness. And when he hit that three and he just went back up the court and just shrugged to the crowd, you can hit a music playing out of a bump, bump, bump. Times I drink. I thought you were going to go with the commercial. I thought you were about to draft the commercial that he was in. That's the one. People people might respect the choice of drafting the Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, McDonald's commercial. That's a great one. I'm not going to draft it. So feel free. Larry Bird's got some fire commercials in his arsenal. MJ, don't forget the one with Magic back in the day for the Converse Converse when he rolls up on him. Well, so many were in the Converse one. Yeah, so Larry Bird was in the But the one where it was just those two out in Larry's farm. Isn't the commercial with MJ, isn't he still wearing the warm-up? Isn't it like his NBA All-Star three-point shooting contest where he never takes the warm-up off? I think, I think so, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Getting that marketing in. Um, real quickly, is Space Jam a part of your top? I did have it on my big board. I just wanted to see. I'm trying to throw stuff out there for you to pick and then get you away from some of my choices. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to pick Space Jam or not. All right, uh, Brian says the draft is tied in my eyes. We can get to a couple of the other moments here. You got your first four. I'm going to finish out my draft right now and i'm gonna go with the one that started the entire brand as far as the logo is considered mm. give me the free throw mm, good the good logo choice. that we think good of choice. that has built an empire to allow this man to make a billion dollars and own a team now maybe i need to get you as far away from that point of view as possible <laughs> because you don't like what he's done as an owner but you got to give me the free throw dunk as the fourth overall selection and this is when Ooh. it gets really tough but I am going to go back to some nostalgia for me. And I believe it was Myron who wrote this in, my man Myron on the text line. Because my grandpa, it was the only time that he ever gave Michael credit against Wilt Chamberlain. I'm going to go with the switching hands in midair in that finals, in that finals that you talked about against the L.A. Lakers. Mm. When I haven't seen anything like that, nobody had before. He switches it from his right to his left. I don't care. Get out of here when you talk about he didn't need to do it. That is going to be my final moment in this draft, completing the highlight montage. You have one more selection, Wes. Woo. You got mad at me for that one. You got struck. Yeah, man, because I was thinking you might slip and let me get that one. <laughs> no, sir. Well, value. What crazy value in the fifth round? For my last one, I'm going to get a little bit carnal here. I'm going to get a little edgy, a little aggressive. I don't know. You know the play. How many times have you seen it? Baseline, Madison Square Garden, half pivot <laughs> on the Knicks. Turn back around. Pat Ewing, you thought you were going to block it, but no, you're not. I'm ducking on you, and yeah, you my man, but I'm going to curse at you and tell you about it after I do it. The nasty dunk on Pat Ewing and the Knicks. Okay, so it is completed. We have our highlight montages concluded. Now, Wes should beat me here because he's been putting together highlight packages for a long time. Did I just come <laughs> in and beat him at his own game? We'll go over the videos. I, on my team, after having the first overall pick, have the MJ Game 6 shot against the Jazz to win his sixth championship. I have the 82 shot against Georgetown to win the championship for North Carolina. I have the 63-point performance against Boston where Larry Bird said he thought he played God that night. I have the free-throw line dunk that led to the empire that is Air Jordan, and I have the switching hands layup against the Lakers. Wes has flu game, Craig Elo shot, 
the first championship with Michael Jordan crying, holding the LOB. The Shrug game, six threes in the first half against the Portland Trailblazers, 1992. And he has the Patrick Ewing baseline dunk. With all of that, Fitty, you being a man of the people, you get to decide what highlight video montage you and the people get to watch. Which one are you choosing? This is the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. This <laughs> no, is like this is like when LeBron left Cleveland for Miami. Mm. I need to be on national television to tell you who I'm going to disappoint. <laughs> But Walker has the shot uh, uh, over Georgetown in the 82 oh, final. That's right. I think I think I have to go Walker. Although Wes or Wes made it really really tough with that 96 finals when he's in the floor because that's my MJ vision. That's what I think about when I when I think of MJ in the NBA. But Walker, I think this gives you back to back wins. No, and our, Wes, no, Wes won the last I'm one. Oh, that's Super right. Bowl yeah, because draft. your Super Bowl drafts. Sucks. No, it was great. No, <laughs> I just choked because of pigs in a blanket, and everybody else said, no, that wasn't a bad <clears throat> pick. But Brian did say the draft was tied. Wes got the flu game, which would have been his first overall pick, but as a body of choices, I evened it out. Deacon Donna. Deacon Donna. Friendly fire. I think I know which way she's going to go. Or did she hate on me? Oh, she's saying Walker with a couple oh, exclamation points yeah, she in She ain't there. no deacon. Well, I mean, she's Man. not today. Shrug game, <laughs> shrug game killed West is what 704 said. I don't, How? I don't. You sounded like Marv Albert. <laughs> How did the shrug game kill me? That's one of the most iconic moments in his career. Yeah, I, th- I think I might have gone shrug game, too, if you hadn't gone it. Honestly, I mean, well, I would have picked free throw line before that. That was always going to be another choice. It was either shrug game or the layup. Those were the two. Um, 803, this is a great one, and I thought about it. Can't believe no one took the finger wag after a dunk on Matumbo. I had that on the big board. Uh, we got Colin in here. Same. Let's see what Colin Jordan thinks. dunked on him and stole his signature celebration. Let's bring in historic Hogger to talk about it. What you, what you got, <laughs> I just I, I was watching the NBA put out the top 60 plays of MJ's career. Mm. The dunk on Mel Turpin. So you know the story about against the Utah Jazz. He goes down, dunks on John Stockton. And then going down the court, somebody says, hey, Jordan. Jordan, why don't you dunk on somebody your own size? So next time down, he comes down and dunks on Mel Turpin. That's not even top 50. Oh, I remember that. It's this not is- even top 50. It's number 56. This is, you. I feel like right now the Texters could pick five other plays. No, they could. And could get votes against both of you. This is the problem. This is the problem, well, though. Who won, though, Colin? Who, who do you think won? So do you? If, in case you don't have the, the number, MJ last shot, 82 shot against Georgetown, 63-point performance, free throw line, That's dunk, yeah, layup. Yeah. Look, you're asking me to pick between babies here, okay? We don't. I, I can't pick between okay, babies. Okay, but who's your favorite? Oh, bull crap. You, you did it against me and Flattered the other night, jerk. You're going to pick one today, damn it. Man, I don't know. I think I'm going. Give me Wes's. Give me Wes's. Blue okay. game, Elo, first championship, shrug, Patrick Ewing. Luckily, we have Fiddy speaking for the people, so I already get this yeah, dub. I, I, I've got, well, I'm going with Wes. The Elo shot, the Elo shot just looks right. Because, in part because I can't stop watching Craig Elo at the end of that clip when he goes and just headshots himself on the chair that's in the like front row. That's like me winning the, the coach's poll. You got the AP poll for the national championship. I got the coach's poll. <laughs> I mean, that, no, in closed, closed-eyed free throws. I had that. The wag, I had Wago got mentioned. I mean, there's yeah, so Some of the honorable many. mentions, yeah. I had him beating the bad boys, the past to John Paxson, all-star MVP on Kobe at the Garden, Space Jam, free throw with the eyes closed, dunking on my tumble. Is, is he responsible for the rings discussion because of that conversation, the, the Kobe all-star comment? Remember? Because he's like, 
He's like, you got three. I got six. Yeah, and man. That's the conversation. Yeah. If, if that is the case, then... I, I don't like Michael. If he is responsible for the only rings conversation, then that is. And the we thing forget that when he hit him. the uh, game winning shot at the All Star game. Mm-hmm. And he plenty turned around moments. with the famous. Yes, plenty of moments from when Michael Jordan the Mel Turpin dunk. That's the thing. That about, was nasty. I remember that. The thing about Michael that I always talk about is the fact that you can go back and well, I've seen his highlights a million times. I feel like there's always something new that I forget about. Yeah. Every time you watch his highlight. Yeah. I think it was Mark Jackson that said on one of those old NBA videos, like, when Michael comes to town, you leave your family at home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that will do it for the Michael Jordan propaganda segment of the day. Happy birthday, Michael. We appreciate all of the moments that you gave us. Let's go to the last Fitty Flash of the day. What you got for us, Fitty? We're not done with the MJ celebration because <laughs> I don't have not. a... Uh, Pour it on, baby. I don't have a flash prepared for you. Okay. Instead, I'm going to sing happy birthday to Michael Jordan. Oh, my God. <clears throat> oh, my God. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. LeBron will never be better than you. Happy birthday to you. I'm sorry people had to listen to that as we head into the last segment, <laughs> but that is what Fiddy did with his flash, and I cannot deny him his last flash choice of the day. One more segment to go. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back, folks. The Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And this is your Black History Sports Hero of the Day. Get ready, folks, because this gentleman had a lot of firsts. Since it is the NBA All-Star Weekend, I'm going to tell you about Don Barksdale, the first Black NBA All-Star. He was the first African-American to play on the U.S. Olympic basketball team. But unfortunately, the pros did not allow black players at that time, so he had to wait until he was allowed into the NBA. He and his teammates in 1948 won the gold medal in London. He was the first African-American to play against Kentucky and Lexington. However, he could not stay at that hotel with the rest of the team and instead had to stay with the black host family. In 1951, Barksdale joined the Baltimore Bullets, becoming the third back p- black player to sign an NBA contract. One of the best players on that team, he averaged around 13 points per game. And in 1953, while with the Bullets, he became the first African-American to appear in an NBA All-Star game. 1948, though, going back a little bit, he became the first black radio disc jockey in the San Francisco Bay Area. He became the first African-American beer distributor in the Bay Area. He became the first African-American television host in the Bay Area with a show called Sepia Review on KRON-TV. 
1983, he launched Save High School Sports Foundation, which is credited with helping to save Oakland school athletic programs from collapse. He succumbed to throat cancer in 2007 at the age of 69. He was inducted into the UCLA Athletic Hall of Fame, the Pac-10 Basketball Hall of Honor, the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame, and the Berkeley High Athletic Hall of Fame. So as all the All-Stars get out there and get it in this weekend, they have to take their hat off to Don Barksdale, who helped pave the way for them to get out there and strut. All right, big stuff. Big shout to Don Barksdale, Hall of Fame member, by the way, as you mentioned, with some of those accolades there. And uh, I thought maybe you would go Michael Jordan because of it being his birthday. And I thought, oh, great. We're going to be the propaganda show for MJ even more no, so not here in the last segment. Did want to read a few more texts before we go to the highlight package of our show this past week. Carolina Dave said that was the purest birthday song rendition I've ever heard. Jordan is greater than LaBaby James. Take that, LeBron. NASCAR Brad said my man fitty is spitting bars michigan sean uh, michigan sean did write in his favorite um was one of the layups that we were talking about that is just kind of lost in all of the highlights that michael has it was against petrovich i believe and uh, so those are some of the text messages coming in about fitty's song birthday rendition and also michael jordan's highlights that he put together all throughout his basketball career Time now for the week that was with Wes and Walker. And after the song, maybe a little reluctantly so, I give the floor to one Josh Fitty Marlowe. What you got for us, Fitty? All right, guys. We go back to Monday when we were all recapping what was coming out of Super Bowl or out of the Super Bowl. We were talking about the guys that were being plucked from the Eagles staff. <laughs> nice. I Literally. See and Wes made a joke, and Walker, because you're too good for us, you weren't having any of it. It's going to be interesting to see how many coaches from the Eagles staff does get uh, plucked, for lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> Birds plucked. Anyway. So, uh, no. no it's gonna be, <laughs> it wasn't trying to be a joke. I just said birds and pluck. <laughs> Fitty laughing in the background. Well, it's it's not about the joke. It's that Wes so many times will laugh at his own joke or really what's just going on in his head, and then he just starts not saying anything anymore. We'll see how many of them get plucked. <laughs> get it? Birds plucked. Yes. Yes, I do get it. And Fitty was laughing. You think you could pluck an eagle? You think they would let you? What did you just ask me? You think you could pluck an eagle? <laughs> You think they let you? I, who is they? I don't think anybody is going to let you pluck an eagle. I don't think so. No, I'm just saying. Do you think that said eagle would let you do it? What do you think? How do you think that would go? Probably not too well. I've never tried. I don't think I'll ever will try to pluck an eagle. But that's an interesting thought for you guys to go into the weekend with. All right, what's your next highlight for us, Fitty? All right, we go to Valentine's Day where, Walker, you... Oh, God, is this another thing? Yeah, I'm too good for you. No, what else did no, I do? you. What else? I, I'm just trying to describe you. I've never seen you more happy to host a radio show than oh, Valentine's that's Day. That's true. I love Valentine's Radio. And so you came back from break and you were feeling a song. I hit you with the sound effect and you didn't know how to respond. You can't really get away with Marvin Gaye beds in the background. You can't really get away with Genuine coming in every now and then to help you talk about the trade market at the quarterback position. But Valentine's Day allows you to do so. 704 570-9610. Somebody get this microphone of Cialis. <laughs> 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 
I've been waiting to use that I'm one. I'm shook. I've been waiting to use that one for you, so long. You're telling me Jerry V came back in that? <laughs> that is the form in which we brought Jerry V back to tell us to get a microphone, a Cialis. Goodness gracious. Jerry would be so proud. R.I.P. to one of the legends that is a fantastic Charlotte broadcaster. That's exactly what he would want. He would want a soundbite with him <laughs> referencing Cialis to be the time that we play a soundbite from him. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I was shook. That was an excellent play by you, though. I can't lie. The thing is, is I have a Jerry V sound effect page over here on my screen, and I've been waiting to use it. And, and that was like the precise moment. <laughs> And I finally stopped you in your tracks. I've been trying for six months mm -hmm. to make you just not know how to respond to anything I say if I go the sexual route. And it wasn't even my voice. It was the voice of the late, great Jerry V. You you did it through a legend. It was, uh, it was amazing. Fantastic. All right. What's another highlight you got for All us? All right. We're going to finish up with Jim Selania okay. called in yesterday to talk about Spud Webb. And we went a direction I don't think we thought we were going to go. And, and just as a footnote to Spud Webb, uh, had the absolute worst breath of any athlete I've ever, ever interviewed. <laughs> what? What? Who else would contend? I mean, is it one of one, or is there somebody else that you think actually gives him some competition? Oh, nobody could. He could knock a buzzard off a crap wagon. <laughs> <laughs> so we're honoring a couple of legends today. <laughs> what? Play, play that whole sound again. That was short and sweet. Play the whole thing again. I called on you too quickly. I and, apologize. And just as a footnote to Spud Webb, uh, had the absolute worst breath of any athlete I've ever, ever interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Who else would contend? I mean, is it one of one, or is there somebody else that you think actually gives him some competition? Oh, nobody could. He could knock a buzzard off a crap wagon. <laughs> a buzzard off a crap wagon. What is a crap wagon? Uh, a it, wagon full of crap. And thank you. And that breath is so strong that you're going to smell it over the crap. There's Wes explaining the joke. I appreciate that. I did not know what it was. I had a teacher, sophomore grade math. And that was, we literally, when she would come to us, we would put our shirts over mm. our noses. And she didn't understand why. Like, she, she didn't know that her breath Ooh. stunk that bad. You Man. want somebody to tell you, right? If, if you have... I, I think that's one of the hardest things to tell people, but you do want to tell them. Because you don't want them to walk around like that. But, yeah, that, that's a hard thing to tell. Well, somebody. the classic rule is if you can fix it in 10 seconds or less, then go ahead and tell somebody about something embarrassing they might have going on. But if they can't fix it in 10 seconds or less, then just let them rock with it because at some point you're being mean. And I think, yes, there are outliers, but I think that's probably the rule. The problem is with bad breath, can you fix it in 10 seconds with some spray? Or is that thing just going to come back immediately? I mean, you get some, some gums, a Band-Aid or something like that, but... I mean, but are you just going to have to continue popping Tic Tacs? I mean, hopefully, you know, if enough people tell you, then you'll start to try to look into the problem deeper, I guess. Yeah, it's time to upgrade the toothpaste game. That'll do it for Wesson Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Oh, Canes this weekend. Stadium Series in Carter-Finley. Yeah, They're playing in Carter-Finley. Make sure you catch that. Is there any other hockey analysis from you? It's going to be dope watching them play at Carter-Finley Stadium, though. It's going to be cool. Yeah, okay. they might That's actually win a game in that stadium, unlike the football team. There you go. All all of that. <laughs> all of that is how we're going to end Wes and Walker today. Kyle Bailey, Smoke Ludwig coming at you from 3 to 6. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. 
Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.